fans and welcome to this special edition sort of special edition of lost the lost art of wrestling last minute yeah keep it and last minute planned you two <laughs> fuck you both <laughs> it's 2019 can we not start properly no we'll start off we we'll carry on we go we're going on it's, it's, it's just a day in time thank you very much <sighs> one one of these days Bunkle. one of these days so right, I'm getting in on the app now. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days I'll forget to say kayfabe. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Be, the, the, the people will rejoice. <laughs> the handful of fans we have will rejoice. Yeah, parade down, parade down one of the um, parade around one of the side streets. There'll be more. There'll be more uproar than when uh, Okada took his pants off at Wrestle Kingdom because he oh, finally yeah. got rid of the pants. Yeah, you see, I think it's more likely that they will parade me round the streets as I crowd surf around their saviour. <laughs> They'll parade you your pledge of corpse. <laughs> the man who I'll returned think... kayfabe to its rightful place. I, I was thinking, maybe, I was thinking maybe stocks on the top, on the back of a flatbed so people can chuck shit at him. <laughs> a titan among men. <laughs> <laughs> Bunkle just there sort of repeating um, Freddie Blassie's bit about time from WrestleMania 17 to Time! <laughs> so, yes. Bitch. <laughs> you bitch. So, of course, I am your host, Coxie, joined via the media of Skype by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man on the planet. Science Sealed delivered. He is a former Dazzler. Yeah, uh, never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and he is also, of course, Rogar in Gunpowder Trees and No Pot. <laughs> it's the only boy uncle. Currently dying. It's that pot. <laughs> so I hate to try I announced him. Um... <laughs> Of course, the other voice you can hear. Also joined me by the media of Skype. He is a man who is half a half man. Half a man. <laughs> oh, it's an echo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do I call you? Uh, apart from dickhead, I think that's about it. Yeah, there we go. It's Paul, <laughs> it's Paul the guy, Flinders. That's the one. That's, that's me. That's me. It's TG. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah, I'm the guy, formerly known as the hat guy. You have to call yourself like TFG or something, like the fucking TFG. guy. <laughs> the fucking guy, yes, I like it. TFG. Yeah, I like it. I said, oh, the fucking guy. <laughs> It'll do. Or the fat guy, there you go. Oh, dear. So how are we, gents? 
Good. Good. Now uh, the, the, our tickets have arrived. Because it was, um, what shall we say? You had a clinch bum all. We did. We, we, well, it was it was brown alert for a little while because the <laughs> um, venting was like, oh, we don't know what's happened to your tickets. Um, not arrived yet. Bear in mind, this was Tuesday and we're recording Thursday and they got dispatched Tuesday night and they arrived Wednesday morning. So, yeah, definitely a squeaky bum time. Yeah, what the fuck, though? I mean, seriously, if they could get them out that quick. I mean, there was people out there who had their tickets three weeks ago. It, it depends on who you book through. Yeah. Um, it won't be a Ventum again. To be fair, you've probably got a better deal than that. People pay through Ticketmaster, no doubt. So This is true. I mean, we paid, <laughs> I think we, we paid £15 a ticket plus, plus uh, booking fees. So you know, it's we. It was a decent deal. I even, I've even, I even forked out the whole three pounds for event insurance. <laughs> so you know, I thought I figured it would be worth it. There was no way it was getting cancelled. How quick it sold out, mine. So yeah, <laughs> was it six minutes? Six minutes, yeah. It'd six be that thing though, Black. Well, we need to move it. Where could it go? What we'll go to the domain? <laughs> <laughs> Have an overspill show. Yeah, they'd be like, well, we've got to have, we can only get like 250 people in, so like the first 250 bought tickets, you guys are in. The rest of you, um, just watch it on the network. Yeah, it'll just be a three-hour show of Charlotte going woo. <laughs> well, I mean, said we, we need a takeover. It's going to be a two-hour show, isn't it? So, um, I'm hoping a bit longer than that. Five like matches, it. give each of them a bit of time. Yeah, probably, possibly like, a six. You could see the, the Pete Dunn match going 30 minutes on its own. Well. Pro- probably the same for the tag title match. Women's you know, match, probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Those are, like, really talented people. You know, mm. and we, and you know, they've never been one for, you know, uh, giving us really short matches in the, you know, on the British scene, really. Well, no, they have. I mean, just if you're just going on the last episode alone, they had a uh, main event. I was watching it just before we came on air and I was keeping track of time because I was thinking that, you know, we've got to be ready for the obviously recording. So it comes to the main event, like this, um, the main event of the show and they announced it as the main event. I looked at the clock and bearing in mind each show is roughly about an hour. Yeah. The clock said 29 minutes and it's like, this is the main event of the show. I was like, what? You fucking What? There were no yes. ad breaks, no nothing, and it was um, it was British Strong Style versus Gallus. Yeah. Main event, and it was fucking phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Perk had been on the network, I suppose. Sorry? Perk had been on the network, you know, adverts apart from mold. Tune after Raw for the Edging Christian show. Right. Well, this is it. Well, they yeah. do tend to have the odd, like, sort of like product placement sort of thing, but it's literally for 20 seconds and it's in yeah. between matches, so they don't interrupt the matches. Yeah, that's the best thing. It's fantastic. never in a match. Yeah. I don't mind adverts as long as it's in between sort of matches. The so that's fantastic. That, yeah, the, the bad thing is at the minute, like, or at least last I watched on SmackDown and Raw, they do it during a match, but then something really pivotal. 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 Happens. Pivotal, yeah. Yeah. Happens and like the match complexion completely changes. And it's like, oh yeah, this happened in the break. Oh, well, it was that evil. would have been really useful to see five minutes ago. It was even worse. Back. 
<laughs> it was even worse five years ago, though, because uh, remember when they was pushing the WWE app? Oh, God. And um, they used to always have pivotal moments happening in the matches during the advert breaks to make yeah. you watch it on the app. Yeah. So, so yeah, I remember one particular match happened where it was like, I think Cesaro versus The Miz and the actual finish of the match happened in the advert break. But do you remember... Um, just horrifying. Oh, what was it called? Tout. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I had a tout account. We, we want you to tout in your response of who you think is going to win, and you have 15 seconds to do so. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it'll be like that scene out of Family Guy with the, the, the weatherman. What's happening? Rain! Yeah. So who's in the match? Uh, Cena! <laughs> yeah. How? It's location! Like, <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of people just going, Cena wins! Uh, 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 and, and it's like, Right, we've shown five clips because yeah. the other 100,000 we received, we couldn't put on PGTV. <laughs> <laughs> See the wind! Who wants a dog? <clears throat> we received 50,000 dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all from Bunkle. <laughs> <laughs> One for Dick Fate to the Rock. <laughs> But yes, you, the reason we're here. <laughs> yes, the reason we're here. So on Saturday, for the first time ever, it's the uh, UK takeover. Yeah, first UK takeover for ever. In Blackpool. Woo! Hometown, baby! At the Winter Gardens. Good venue. So I should start that again. It's going to be right here at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool, England. Hey, cheap <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to run down the card and give our predictions, but before that, we've got something happened beforehand, haven't we, lads? We certainly have. We've um, a certain event that we've invited a certain Charlotte Flair to. Now, <laughs> now that she's um, tweeted that she's flying in very close to Blackpool. Yeah, it's only, ha- only half an hour down the road. <laughs> Yeah, it's half hour up the road, you know, just around the corner. Just like popping to the shops. You know, just there and so, back, you know. So, Charlotte, if you come in, Bunker will buy you a pint of Tangerine Dream or whatever you like. Yeah. No, that is not his ginger best mate. <laughs> also available. Um, but yes, uh, Saturday, January 12th. Right here in Blackpool, England. Hey, again, another cheap pop. You're on the roll. <laughs> oh, I'm going for broke here. Um, so of course at two we o'clock. We'll... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no one's listening, so it's fine. Fuck it, we'll carry on. Um, shout out to OJ Simpson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, 1887, the Brew Room. Saturday, January 12th at 2 o'clock, we're having a Lost Art of Wrestling meet-up. Uh, come down, we're playing some wrestling themes, we've got wrestling-themed beers on, we've got wrestling-themed food on. You can meet the LAOW lads, you can get a selfie with us. Just have to might wait a few minutes for me, because I can't get out of work. <laughs> but are we there? There's that, yeah, but me and Bunkler are available for selfies, priced at £5 each. I'm not charging people to take a selfie with me. <laughs> 
I will probably look like death. Uncle will pay you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pay, not pay, Uncle, I'm not paying anybody anything. Uncle will unless, pay, unless, unless your name is uh, Pete Dunn or Charlotte Flair. Uncle will pay me £5 for every selfie you take. So please take plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll be there. It'll be, it'll be lots of fun before we'll be we all head out. We'll be showing the more recent episode of NXT UK on the TVs as well. Uh, it's kid friendly, it's free entry, so come on down. Absolutely. Should be barrels of laugh anyway, especially if you're heading to the show anyway. It's a perfect way to get into the mood for it. And it's only a two it's only a two minute walk away. Absolutely. So he's like he's actually on the same street. So yeah. you've got no excuse. You need to be in there. I'm looking at you, William Regal, if you're there. <laughs> <laughs> come and have a come and have a pint. But yeah, look 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 for look for the three guys in the matching t shirts, so you won't miss us. Yeah, there were three guys sat there in bloody like undisputed era shirts. <laughs> <laughs> With the belts on the shoulders, they've all got the, the undisputed belt on the shoulder. Yeah, no, we are definitely not those people. <laughs> mm. So, um, yeah, right, uh, let's run down the card, lads. Yeah, sounds good. Slow yes, sounds good, man. Um, so, first of all, we've got... I'm going off what the actual the card they've given us here is. So if there's any unannounced matches that we haven't, we can't uh, come on the predict on. So a bit surprised you know. to us as well. We'll do it at the show there, and then just like, we'll shout it out to people, the masses. If you're listening, throwing business cards at them. You're doing it like <laughs> throwing them like ninja stars. <laughs> uh, so first of all, we've got Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. That's just a normal match, isn't it? That, yeah, that's a one-on-one. The builds that's been quite good. I mean, a bit like uh, they've been backwards and forwards. I mean, it's like a patriotism sort of storyline where you know Jordan Devlin's like, I'm proud of my proud of my country. I live in Ireland. I go, I come here for shows, and then I go home back to my family. And he's teasing Travis Banks like, well, you know, you came from New Zealand, and you've never been back sort of thing. One of the lines was like his mum probably forgets what he looks like and things like that. <laughs> Jesus. Stuff like that. It's fucking brutal. I'm not I'm not, I'm only ad libbing. I'm not it's not exactly word for word. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's a it's a good thing you're not a writer. Well <laughs> but um yeah it's sort of like he's mocking his fact the fact that he's from New Zealand and he's not gone back and things like that. So Obviously, you know, as the weeks go on, Travis Banks is getting more and more and more pissed off to the point, obviously, there's a match now at TakeOver. Um, I just, and obviously, it's, it's two really, really talented guys. You know, say, I mean, got, sorry, I was just going to say, from you know, what I've seen, the, you know, they've both been pushed quite strong as well. Mm. You know, so... I mean, I don't, I don't want to say future, future title contender, you know, but they're going to be up there for sure. Absolutely. I think, I think, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Devlin has had a title shot. Possibly. I can't remember exactly. It would have been a while ago, but I think he has had one. Not 100%. It might have been close. I don't know. He's, he's been up near the main event anyway. They've been sort of like pushed just under the main event. Um. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. It should be a good one. Mm. I've not seen much of Travis Banks, I'll admit, and I've 
I think I've seen Jordan Devlin once. I might have seen Travis Banks all once or twice. Um, I was never impressed by him on the indie, strangely. Like, I'm not yeah, sure I've, why. I've, I've seen Travis Banks once, and that was a PCW Academy show of all places. Mm. And the one thing I vividly remember is he looked like Rab C. Nesbitt, and he stole my hat. So... <laughs> <laughs> he was, but at the same time, he was really, really good. So, I think I saw him at progress, if I recall. Mm. So, because I didn't, I didn't go to that academy show. That was where he made it, wasn't it? Yeah. Was the main event? Yeah. I think I'd so. say he was progress champ for a while, was he not? Yeah. He he, uh, the, well, when <laughs> going into the UK tournament, too. Yeah, I believe he was, yeah. Uh, let's have a look. So I'll, I'll say I'll be honest, I've not, we've, we've not given a prediction on it. I think so, Devlin's going to win it. I, just because I've seen more of him, he seems to have been used a lot more. Like, even even in the early episodes of, you know, NXT UK, he was always in matches, whereas Travis Banks was being attacked backstage and stuff. So it kind of feels like you know, he's been given a bit more of a platform to springboard off, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Jordan Devlin's had a lot more appearances than Travis Banks. I yeah. do see a lot in him. So I do, like you say, yeah. I, I think they're gonna, it's going to be a competitive match and they're both going to look good, but I do think Devlin's going to be the one that goes over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, to be fair, I mean, they, they're both... To me, they're both the kind of guys who are NXT UK for life guys as well. So like, they're always going to be kind of pushed. They're always going to be pushed quite strong. They're always going to, you know, be up and around that title area. But they're not going to, you know, we're not going to see them, you know, next week after takeover be on the main sh- the main show or anything like that. No, you I know, agree. It's, it's going to be NXT UK for as long as possible type of thing. Say Travis Banks has got New Japan written all over him. Yeah, yeah, so, he does. His offense yeah. is very like it is British. It is British strong style, but it's striking based, which you know British strong style isn't. It is to a point, but you know you've got other things. There's a lot more to it than that. Whereas his is almost I don't want to say Alistair Black style, but in terms of the kicks and stuff, it kind of is. Mm. To me, a little bit. I see a bit of that in what he does. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can see that. Well, yeah, I, I fancy Devlin to take this one. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking you, Devlin. Yeah, what do you think, Axie? Um, I'm I'm gonna go the opposite and say Travis Banks. Okay, how come? Um, partially because you guys are both rooting for Devlin. Because <laughs> I think there's, <clears throat> with him being like a former progress champ and that, I think it's going to be one of them he's going to get the push. So, mm. especially coming up like this year and that, I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of him progressing towards the main event, probably towards the end of the year. So, he could do. I mean, he offers something different to a lot of the guys on the NXT UK scene, at least. Um, you know, and I say that, you know, I'm rooting for Devlin. I'm, I actually really don't like him, but <laughs> I just think he's going to win. Um, 
you know, I think, okay, you know, he's learned from Finn Balor and this, that, the other, but then get your own gimmick, mate. You know? Yeah, yeah it, does, it does look like Baby Balor, let's be fair. It really does. It's, it's Finn <laughs> Balor with a big head. <laughs> so, son of Balor. Mm. Son of Balor, yeah. The thing is, what, what's good about it is, yes, it gives him, like, it, it, it does bring prestige to him when you say that, when he's trained under Finn Balor, who was the first Universal Champion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it does it does bring prestige to him, and you know you say he's like the Irish, the former Irish champion, and he held it for so many days. And stuff like that. It's great, but don't come out in a leather sh- jacket just because Finn Balor does. Don't do your little arms wide on the apron like Finn Balor does. Yeah, yeah. Be yourself. <laughs> just, just just get away from that a little bit. Like he could, he he has obviously has talent. He really yeah, does. He's trying to get some of that shine, isn't he? He's trying to get the yeah. rub. Yeah, so, and until they can't him wait a match with him, then which down the line may happen, you know, as a special or whatever it may be, which would be really interesting. But you know, until they do something like that, I don't see it. I I, I don't get that rub from it. I get that it's rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. So yeah, we we split decision on that one. Indeed. Yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, next up, we got uh, Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis in a no disqualification. Dave Mastiff's winning. Now then, I've seen the um, like I say, I've I've seen the last spot. I, I don't know like I say how up to date you two are, but I've seen like the last few, and it's been very very fifty fifty booking. So. It's sort of like there's no real, no one really on top. We're saying that at the same time, there's only one of them that's undefeated. So, because yeah. this is what they're talking about, the build of being undefeated and who's the biggest monster in NXT UK. Um, the problem is, as good as Mastiff is, he's got no charisma whatsoever on the mic. And do you think Eddie Dennis does? Just that's a genuine that's a genuine question because everything I've seen of him, I thought, what the fuck are you doing in a wrestling ring? He's got sort of tall man syndrome, and he's six foot six, and he's like, don't weigh much. Six foot six, and he's built like a chip sandwich. In fact, I wouldn't give him the benefit of bread. (laughs) I, I think I dropped my connections. I think I was talking to myself. (laughs) <laughs> probably because I didn't catch any of that mm. yeah he just sort of eyes her bunker like sort of almost like he was interrogating you like so what, may, what makes you say about Eddie Dennis and then just silence alright <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I think it's because I'm on my phone and I've actually been on Wi-Fi and now I'm switching to my data so fuck my Wi-Fi oh, but what was um, what was the last thing you heard me say <laughs> I pretty much said you said Mastiff has no charisma, and I said, "And do you think Eddie Dennis does?" Ah, right. <laughs> right that, so you did hear what I said. Um, <sighs> but yeah, the last um, interview that, like, say Mastiff did, it was on the pre-record. It was fucking awful. I didn't. It's, it's, it's. 
just something rubbed me the wrong way about him. I mean, I've seen promos of him where he's like screaming in the mic, and but what I don't like it. It's like we're trying to turn him into like some soft, some soft-spoken monster, and it doesn't work for him. No, I can see why that wouldn't work, but like I say, I just I, I look at Eddie Dennis and I. I I just think you do not belong in a wrestling ring. You belong selling me burgers from a van. <laughs> and I, that's, no, that's no offence to people who do that. But he, they, they're trying to, every match that I've seen him in, he's played the big monster heel and, you know, he's beating up on smaller guys. And I think that guy has more muscle mass than you. Well, he does, and he, he only, could beat you he, up. <laughs> he's only a monster because he's tall. He's not got any real presence about him, and he just looks yeah. awkward in the ring. Yeah, he there is nothing threatening threatening about him. If I saw him in the street and he was like, "Oh, I'm a big wrestler," I would drop him straight he's, away. He's I, wouldn't even, totally... I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even be a second four. I just be like you, lanky streak of piss. Fuck off. He's just very, yeah. He's just very tall with a very deep voice. You see, I, I watched like the vignettes before he debuted, and the I still I great. I, did you think so? Like I thought the vignettes that, were all right. I if mean, he, if he if was he, too, if he was built like the Rock, you know, like when he was a wrestler, then yeah. Even if he was just built a bit a bit bigger than he actually is, mm. you know. All I'm gonna then, say is, if you combined Eddie Dennis's promo with Dave Mastiff in the ring. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be going towards, I'd say, watch out, Raw, because he's coming. At the minute, I can't see any of them going any further than what they are. Because what do you do with them? What they do, how they're booked them now, that is literally it. You can't really put them up against people, other people in the division, like, I don't know, like a Mark Andrews. It's not fucking believable. Well, the only other person that I've seen either one of them kind of, I don't want to say feud with, but... Like they both, or at least one of them took shots. Took um, had a match with T-Bone because they were kind of when T-Bone first came on, they were kind of billing him like, oh, he's the brawler who'll fight anybody type of thing. Yeah, but he's a perfect size. He can work a match with anybody though. Yeah, both, so. he, he is. He is the perfect size. But if Eddie Dennis was built like him, I'd take Eddie Dennis more seriously. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree. It's a, to pop my head, I went to the first um, progress show they had in in Manchester uh, a few years ago, and he was on in like the even the main event or like a multi man, and because he's like six foot six, the lanky streak of piss, he's against guys like Mark Andrews and that. Where it's also just like you're like the sort of the teenager in a in a fucking backyard against all like the little kids like just kicking fuck out of them or whatever. Like, yeah, what what is your place? <laughs> Like, it does. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. And I don't. I'm not trying to be offensive, but he doesn't look threatening for somebody who's that tall. The guy is. He's awkward. He's awkward. Yeah, he's. He is. He's incredibly slow. His movement is slow, and he just. He just looks. He looks like he should be like 400 pounds. Is that slow? But he's not. It's like he. It's like he has no athletic ability. To me, and obviously he must have some to be to be a wrestler and to have even got on as far as he has. But he doesn't look like he has any. 
He doesn't look athletic. He doesn't look threatening. No. No, I agree. I he, agree. If you're good at if you if you're a good promo, be a manager. Because then it makes up for him looking not threatening and looking awkward in the ring. Because managers are awkward. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe, so you know, that's that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah. So, so um, who are you going for in this no DQ? Mastiff. Mm. I, I don't think it's a question because he is undefeated. Mm. You see, that's why I'm going the opposite way. So that way they can continue the feud because I can't see them really working with each other that well, anyone else really at this moment in time. So other than Jobbers, which Mastiff has done, which is Eddie, Eddie Dennis has done. Um, so it makes sense in my head to put Eddie Dennis over, take the undefeated streak away from Mastiff and work from there. Um, I, I, I like Mastiff, but it makes sense booking-wise to do it that way. Especially in an ODQ. Well, if I float an idea out there, what do you think to Mastiff goes over two, three weeks down the line, NXT UK, has a match against Pete Dunn for the title, gets beat. And then Mastiff goes back to doing what, not beating jobbers necessarily, but then we rebook Mastiff to do something a bit different. We try, you know, we try to make his character a bit more intense. Yeah, during mm. that few because now he's got something to aim for. He's got this title. He's undefeated, so he thinks he, he, he clearly believes he's going to win. Yeah, and then you, you you can. I'm not saying you blow Massive's title really quickly, uh, title shot quickly, but you then enable him to change his character a bit more to fit mm. his look. There is something else you could do as well: is do the mutual respect sort of angle after to, after uh, takeover. And uh, they, yeah. they form a tag team and go for the belts. You see, I'd buy that. I'd be fine with that. Mm. I, you know. So, yeah, I don't I'd be know. fine with that because then they can play the size advantage against whoever wins the tag titles. Exactly. So I'd, 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 I'd buy it just because Mastiff is great. But you've also got to realise who were in the tag team finals and a match between Eddie Dennis and Mastiff versus any of those two teams will be 100% believable off the bat anyway. So yeah, yeah. So that would work as well. So going forward, it could be it could be fucking anything from this. If I'm honest. So what are you thinking, Coxie? Tip the tables. Tip the tables. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Mastiff. Okay. Any reason? From again, going back, I've not seen much of his stuff on NXT UK yet because I've not had a chance to actually go back and catch up on it properly. Um, but I think it's going to be well, then, like, from what I've seen on the indies and stuff, and from what the bits I've seen of him on NXT UK, it's like he's more of a, a like you've got any of this, like we said, six foot six, lanky streak of piss against. Dave Mastiff, a man who will probably rip your head off and shit down your neck. <laughs> and he looks like he's got his very uh, singlet on and he's got his, you know. Just, I've always been a Mastiff fan anyway. So, but I think it's if Eddie Dennis wins, it would buy fuckery. Yeah. Um, 
because we've been no DQ as, as well, especially. But I think if it is, it's gonna. If AWS does win, it's gonna lead into something off the bat for Mastiff. But then, like you guys saying, if he was to take on Pete Dunne, lose Pete Dunne, I'd like to see him get really pissed off about it and just go on a, a, a things killing bitches. So yeah. Yeah. Mastiff shows up and just murders people. Yeah, like, that... like like Sid was doing when he had his whole little street going. Yeah, but Just... that, that, that's it. It's it's really believable Mastiff doing that. Eddie Dennis doing that. You don't believe it? No, not at all. You know. So maybe. I'm I'm leaning towards Mastiff for that match. Um, fair place. I'm probably I know I'm going to be wrong, but. I can't boo hard enough to to boo Eddie Dennis out of that arena. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm bringing me I'm bringing my cowboy hat. I'll throw it, but I can't boo hard enough. Well, that'd make you the hat. That'd make you that'd make you the hat guy now. Yeah, it would. I pass the torch. <laughs> I can't I get on, any more I, gimmicks. I pass it on to a younger generation. You're the man of a thousand gimmicks. There you go. Fair enough. I may bring my hat. I'm going to bring my hat. <laughs> you can't miss me. If I'm wearing a cowboy hat, you can't miss us, can you? Absolutely. Neither could the people sat behind you. <laughs> I just look like you have more of a cunt. I thought to bring a Hawaiian shirt for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm coming around, us, for fuck's sake, it's that way again. <laughs> He's back. Fucking hat guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We'll get like Paul, like a long, black like, black hair and some uh, like big rimmed sunglasses. He can be faith no more guy. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> so, uh, next up. Uh, singles match for the NXT UK Women's Championship. It's Rhea Ripley, the champion, versus the challenger, Tony Storm. This is a hook, line, and sinker. This is Tony Storm all the way. All the way. They're, making, they're, they're building the storyline like Tony Storm. She won the uh, NXT, she won the uh, May Young Classic. She could have picked any women's championships to go for. But you know, she could have gone for the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, NXT Women's Championship, but she decided to go for the NXT UK Championship because she lives here. It's a good shout. So, so she obviously she's going for that. There's also previous where Rhea Ripley beat her for the belt originally, so there's sort of like a payback sort of role. So it's all it would almost be like fifty-fifty booking. In a way, if you got Tony Storm and she lost again, where do you take Tony Storm from there? You can't. It's, yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you do with her? And you've got this, like the biggest, it's the biggest star on the female in the female division on NXT UK. I know Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley's the champion, but Tony Storm is the star of that division, clearly. And I genuinely think Rhea Ripley, because she won the belt on a normal show, 
is there basically to be well, it's, it's unfair to call the inaugural champion a transitional champion, but I genuinely think she is that. She's there so Tony Storm can have that moment on pay per view. Mm. So I genuinely think Tony Storm is going to win it for them reasons. Coxie? Yeah, I think it's it's Tony Storm's match, isn't it, essentially, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, I'd like to say it's going to be one of them, though. It's, it's going to be... Um, it, it's almost that thing of, like, if if Tony loses, we riot. It's possibly, uh, yeah. Keen to, because she's sort of, she is sort of white hot, isn't she, at the end of the day? She's one yeah. of like, the best women's wrestlers in the UK. Um if not the world at the moment. She's probably if you if you can say a wrestler's on form, she's the wrestler, a female wrestler on form at this moment, despite obviously what fucking what's fucking gone on the past couple, like week or so. Yes. So we won't discuss that. Yeah, we will discuss that. <laughs> that's if we won't. But hey? that's oh, if we, we won't. won't. <laughs> because we support Tony, so and just to be different, I'm going to go against both of you. Now, I think Tony Storm is going to lose. And um, my reasoning for this is, as you've said, she's she's white hot right now. She's the best thing on NXT UK women's division. And she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. But that is also why I think she's going to lose, probably through fuckery of some kind. And then we'll be on the main roster within two weeks. Is... I, just well, think, I, can, I can see fuckery happening. I just think that... I don't think on... On a network-only pay-per-view, I don't think Vince cares what really happens like you look at the you look at any of the people who've just been called up from nxt every one of them went up with losses you say that though but would he allow one of his main female talent to travel all the way to the uk just for a takeover show yeah you're talking talking about about charlotte charlotte flair well that that's the other thing is you know, that leads me to think this is there could be some fuckery and it could be a setup for Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm down the line. Uh, mm. One of the, I'm not saying at the next pay-per-view, I'm not saying it, you know, I'm saying maybe at SummerSlam or, you know, a big pay-per-view, you could build it so well, the rookie, I'm going to work away up, I'm going to fight to get a match finally with Charlotte Flair, who by then could have the belt back. And, you know, it's Tony's rise from the ashes, so to speak. Here's what I'm thinking. Um, I genuinely think the reason Charlotte Flair's going is that, for me, when Tony Storm wins the belt, to give the belt a bit more prestige, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Tony Storm on SmackDown in the next few weeks. And don't be don't be surprised if you see Charlotte Flair 
challenging for the UK UK Championship belt. Not win it, but challenge for it. So I'll give give it a bit more prestige. And I can see I can see it happening. See, I, I can I've, see it happening. I have an idea in mind of the fact Charlotte's coming in. So Charlotte comes in. Tony Storm wins. Charlotte comes out, gives her the belt. Yeah. And then invites her to be in the women, the women's Royal Rumble. <gasps> of course. Because yeah. we're what? We're two two weeks away or something from the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, but I can also so, you think about it as you, you're talking. What Bunkle was saying about bringing her up to the main roster. Yeah. She's 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 ready for it because think about it. She's been in two May Young Classics. She's been around the UK division now for what six months plus. Bearing in mind, don't forget when the TV taping started and when this, you know, before they started showing them, she's been around a long time now in the develop in the developmental system of WWE. She's probably main of she's probably main show ready. I don't doubt that she's main show ready. The only thing that puts me off saying that she's going to come in and like win the Royal Rumble or something like that is she has a loss to the NXT champ already, mm. and. I don't. I understand why. I understand that she had to lose so that they could keep the belt on Shayna Baszler. That made sense. Um, but for her to then, not so much like skip that, but kind of skip a build. So you know, so to speak, on those shows, and then in two weeks, her have come basically for her to have won the title on NXT UK, and then have won mm-hmm. the Women's Royal Rumble in two weeks. That's. I mean, there's pushing people to the moon. And oh, they're, yeah, strapping she, a ra- not... they're strapping a rocket to him and saying, win or lose, love, you're it. Hmm. I don't think, if she does end up in the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, she ain't winning it. It's not my stretch. But it'll be a nice surprise. Well, it won't be a surprise. I think it should be announced for it. But yeah. I genuinely think that she's probably going to be heading to one of the main rosters very, very soon. Um. Whether she wins the belt or not, thinking about it now, I think having the belt and taking it over to America adds a bit, a bit more to the story. If, for example, there is like a mini sort of like rivalry, rivalry, which I think would be the way to go with Charlotte and Tony Storm if they do go that route. Um, it would make sense, and it would also add, like I say, it would add a bit more eyes to the product as well so sort of like an advertisement for the british product yeah, in a way to watch it mm. and on that and that in that respect as well i also think that, that that pete dunn will be in the royal rumble as well at this rate yeah, he's I don't been acknowledged, that. you know he's been acknowledged on takeover he's been you've had people from take from nxt appear in the rumble and then just go back to nxt so there's no reason why your longest champion in the modern era, as the so-called modern era, um, shouldn't be in the main in that match. It makes sense, um, and it also would be a good advertisement to have the two singles champions on a main show, and it yeah. would hopefully drag a few American eyes to the British product. So it would make sense in a way to do it that way. So, I, for my full prediction, I am going to say Charlotte, not Charlotte, 
I'm going to say Tony Storm to win the belt, to have Charlotte Flair like present the belt, and then either turn on her or say, I'm coming for that belt. I invite, I challenge you to come to SmackDown or something like that. Come on, go on the mic and say, right, I want you to chat. I want you to defend that belt against me on SmackDown and go from there. That's mm, if Charlotte come in, it would be for a reason. See, I'm still inclined to go with like the, uh, the, the Rumble route. Mm. If like, she's going to invite her to be in the Rumble. Yeah, she could still appear in the Rumble. And do that. Um, but it might be the it might be the main roster spot, maybe, because she was at Evolution. She won the tournament Evolution, didn't she? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, time will tell. Mm. So, predictions. I don't know why I've said <laughs> Tony Storm. You've said Rhea Ripley. Oh, we've all said it. You've said I said Adam's Tony Storm, Bunkle said Ray Ripley. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. I'm getting. To, I'm getting and if you'll, if you'll excuse me, tomorrow I'm off, I'm off around Blackpool to go look for a leggy blonde. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, any any more on the? No, 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 no. I mean, we've all kind of put our ideas out there, haven't we? It's it's going to be interesting to see who does win and who you know where they go with the division really because it's it is pivotal to what happens mm. you know we're either running with tony storm one way or another but it's whether she goes to the main roster on how she goes to the main roster mm. you know what i mean well don't forget they are also the, doing tapings on the sunday aren't they as well yeah the aftermath so that's that's gonna factor it in right right for the next few weeks after takeover Right. Um, but of course, I'm stuck working. Uh, you guys, I think, could probably both working. So I've actually booked it off, but I'm planning on recovering. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the tag team match for the inaugural NXT UK Tag Team Championships, which is some beautiful looking belts, aren't they? By the way, lads. Yeah, yes. pretty good. Very. So. Um, and that's Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake. But they're not announcing them as Grizzled Young Vets, are they? Which is annoying me. They're not, it's on, it's on James not, Drake's attire. Yeah, I'm just going off uh, Wikipedia here. Yeah. And the fact that on the Indies are the Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not announcing them in NXT, which is pissing me off because I know them as that. Um, for me, um, Mustache Mountain don't need the belts. They do not need the belts. Um, for me, it would make sense to give it to... Because if we're going by predictions that I've said, you've got a, a belt on a face. Um, so it would make sense to have a heel change. So I'm thinking it's going to be Grizzled Young Vets that are going to take this. But mainly because, you know, like I say, heels, they need a heel win. And I genuinely think they've got a lot of stock in Zach Gibson. And this is going to be his reward for what he's done, because he has been fucking nuclear. You see, absolutely nuclear. I mean, it's the booze for him have been absolutely deafening. 
no matter where he's been, even in Liverpool, they were booing him. <laughs> so, yeah, it's and they're a really, really good team, but you know they're experienced together as well, so that's to be expected. So, and it's, again, it's another one of them tag teams that could work with anybody. No matter the size, like for example, you could imagine James Drake and Zach Gibson against the likes of like even if you know my fantasy booking, if you had Mastiff and uh, Eddie Dennis team up, you could imagine them having a sort of semi-competitive match, and it would be passable for at least the main, you know, the NXT UK show on the on the net on the network. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, in my opinion, it'll be a really good match. Um, it'll probably go 25 minutes, maybe half an hour. And yeah, I think it's going to be Grizzled Young Vets that go over. Because main reason being, Mustache Mountain don't need the belts. And like I say, I think Zach Gibson needs a reward. Uncle? This is a hard one for me. Um, I understand that Mustache Mountain don't need the belts. They've been NXT tag champs. They're probably one of the top tag teams on NXT. Um, well, there's no probably about it. They are one of the top tag teams on NXT, let's be fair here. Um, you know, the two of the top singles performers even in NXT UK. In, you could say the same thing about the Grizzled Young Veterans, not, but I've not seen too much of James Drake in a singles push, so to speak. I cannot stand Zach Gibson. Not, Zach, in, not, not, not in a good way in a heel? Or is it just no. legit, you just don't like him? No, this is Bunkle, Bunkle watched, um, Bunkle saw Zach Gibson in Future Shock when he still had hair. Yep. Ah. See, I remember, I remember, I remember Zach Gibson when he had hair. When he did that, he cut a few PCW shows. Um, his first one was, uh, Tribute to the troops. I think it was the first show at the flag market. I think he wrestled. Was it Carlito? He wrestled or something like that. Possibly. Um, might have been a Possibly tag match. Massive. I think it was like it was Carlito and someone. Yeah. Mm. I remember seeing like him, him and another yeah. heel against Carlito and like Joey Hayes yeah. and Masters or someone. Yeah, because I remember Stephen Flutter saying he was going to use him again because he was like proper appreciative of actually being on the car. Because this was early in his career. And he was proper appreciative of being on a you know a, on a stage as big as what PCW was back then. So, and he's I think he's improved massively since then. And even then, he was good. Mm. He was a heat magnet then as well. Yeah, see, I just hate him. He <laughs> was crap when I watched Future Shock. And he was a face which was even more annoying than his heel stick. So I've I never think, seen him as a face. Uh, I you don't just don't. It it made it stranger because of the fact he was a scouser <laughs> in Stockport playing a face with yeah, a massive was... ball patch and wearing pleather. Okay. Yeah, so... now you understand my hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird look, no wonder he's bald. Oh, yeah, he, he looks better for shaving his head. If you have a look at Crater, sorry, I mean Cyanide, um, <laughs> back before he actually put the mask on. Oh, he's got bin bags. 
for his pants. Yeah, yeah. around that time, like when he took on the DVD Bunkles got, which is a massive cyanide. Yes. Uh, which is a, an amazing match simply because of Mastiff in it. Yeah. Doing a freaking springboard moonsault. Yeah. See, see, I've seen, I've seen a tag team of Mastiff and Cyanide, and that was insane. My news at the same show, I believe. It was too good to be two. Yeah, I was there for that one. He did a Cyanide did a moonsault, didn't he? I think. He did a moonsault, and there was like a Cyanide had um, one of Team Single on his shoulders, and he did like a drop kick Samoan drop combo. Yeah, I remember that. Insane. But then he he went on to join World of Sport with a strange booking of I'm going to put some guy on his back, then put another guy on top of him. But the rash not going to count. No, absolutely not. And then I'm going to do a running splash, and I'm somehow going to win the match, even though technically that's not how wrestling works. But booking. Absolutely, that's not his fault though. That's fucking ITV. <sighs> but I digress. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So, um, Gibson was originally Zach Diamond. That name rings a bell. That name rings a bell. No idea. I think I saw him briefly somewhere before, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Can't remember or blocked out your memory. Probably blocked it. I've, I've been drinking tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I've I've seen him in like again. I've seen him in like in Future Shocks and in Progress and in Pieces of View. Never been overly keen on him. I like his his heel stuff's good because he can he just can literally come out and be like just call everyone knobheads because he's a scouser, and especially mm. when he's a heel, he like proper puts on the accent. And um, all that sort of thing, but I've just never over, been overly sold on him in in the ring. Um, mm. But I've, I'm guessing he's probably I've not watched much of him since, but I'm guessing he's probably gone leaps and bounds because like his he's opened the school, he's got the Fighting Spirit School with James Drake and all that sort of thing. So plus been like James Drake, been a hometown boy. Absolutely, you gotta mm. support your home. You gotta, you gotta support your boys. Come on. Yeah, see, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to get past it because I, I think it is obvious. I think, like you say, they, they are going to win. They, you know, the, 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 the there is. I don't, I don't. It doesn't make sense for them to lose. Hmm. But you yeah, also well, I mean, sorry, I just what? had a, I just had a, a thank you, darling moment. I oh yes, put, I got a bottle in. So um, <laughs> I had to go. Uh, shout out to Xander there. Yeah, shout out to Xander there. But um, yeah, shout out to Xander. Keep up the good work. Minus two to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was yeah. to say with uh, James Drake, of course, the hometown boy. Mm, which is another reason why I think the uh, belt might be put on him. The lad I used to train with. Mm-hmm. So there's a special place there for you. There is, but it's it's one of them. I, I sort of it was in my head. I was like thinking about it before before we came on, and it's like like you you both said like Mustache Mountain don't need the belts. Yeah. Um, and I think if 
it's a strange one because I think it's if Mustache Mountain win, then I don't see Pete Dunne walking out of Blackpool with the belt. There's that. There yeah. is that. It's because they're not very... going to have they're not going to have British strong style. They were clean sweep of the belts. No, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. You basically it make your heels look a bit well. It would make them look weak across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you can say if Mustache Mountain end up winning the strap here, then you know for a fact that Pete Dunne's losing. Yeah, I can't see that happening. But I can't Pete see Dunne Pete Dunne. If Pete Dunne loses, he's going up. I think he's going to be end up at SmackDown. <coughs> I think he'll get moved up. I don't want him to be, though. The, the other way I can see him doing it, though, is, again, it's got to go into this Rumble thing, because, of course, R-Truth got number 30 in the Rumble. Mm. Uh, because he, they won the Wix the tag thing, and there's there's rumours going around going, oh, well, what, what if someone takes out R-Truth, which, which, which could happen before his uh, spot. And I think it's bound to happen, and it's going to be, well, oh, who did it? It's going to be like, well, number 30, where, where's our truth? And it's going to be like the four or five guys left from whoever else. And then we're going to play the music again. Nothing. Oh, well, we know number 30. And then you're going to hear Pete Dunne's music. It would work, and I'd like it. Yeah, I'd love it. That, that'd be if he loses, isn't it? but then you'd have to bring him in as a heel. Yeah, would, he's, be- he's better as a heel. He's a tweener anyway. Because mm. he's a face who uses dastardly tactics to win. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, gonna break, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna bend your finger back. That's an illegal move. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. He's a face who uses dastardly tactics to win. He is yeah. the pretty much the definition between it. It's just he, he's from he the is, UK and we all love him. <laughs> he's the bunkle of the podcast world. Just, we don't love him. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, what we're saying, and I'm you know, go, I don't mean it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, um, despite what we've just been talking about. I think, oh yeah, we're going with the um, tag belts, aren't we? At the minute, still. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grizzled. I'm going grizzled, young bears. Yeah, I have, to, I have to agree because, like you say, the the Mustache Mountain doesn't need it. They've been NXT tag champs. You know, they can they can float across multiple shows. They can do singles matches. They don't need it. They're, you know, and it'll be a good boost for the heels, and it makes us more, you know, it makes us buy into Zach Gibson and James Drake a lot more with them belts on. But if you're going with the previous booking and what we've done, obviously <coughs> with the exchange of belts, you've got one belt on a face that's been, and one belt that's on a heel, so it leaves the main. How the fuck are they going to book this? Well, you see, you've done, you, yeah, you see, you guys have got that. I've got two heels. Mm. So in my in, in in my booking, Pete Dunne is an obvious winner. Now I can't see well, anything that would dissuade move, me against that. I would say we're moving on to the main event. Well, if we're well, talking we've, how our booking's we've, we've gone we've gone for a queen, clean sweep <laughs> for mustache uh, not mustache uh, for the veterans, haven't we? Drake mm-hmm. and Gibson. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to the main event. That Pete yeah. Dunne versus Joe Coffey for the belt. Pete Dunne has to win. I think Pete Dunne is going to go over, but there is going to be fuckery with Gallus, which 
it's not guaranteed unless unless they get involved with the tag match. They'll get involved in the tag match and they'll cost British Strong Tire the belts. Uh, sorry, Mustache Mountain the belts. And then they'll try and cause fuckery in the main event so Mustache, uh, while British Strong Tire will come out. Yeah. Yeah, make the same. And it's going to lead to a six-man tag or whatever on the, the aftermath shows. Yeah. Which, to be fair, though, that's only just happened on the go-home show, so unless it's an ODQ or something. Yeah, it, well, it, it, to be fair, you could do it to just to, for the low thing of building, well, where are these guys going to go after this? You know, if Mustache Martin lose and Gallus lose, it makes perfect sense for them to them feud. And okay, I know there's British strong style connections and so to speak, but Pete Dunne can move on to his next challenger. Yeah, which is no. more than likely. I reckon it's going to be the winner of the Devlin um, Travis, Travis match. match. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it could it could quite conceivably be, and it would be it would be great. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think. In fact, I have never seen Pete Dunne in a bad match. I have yeah, never seen I've, Pete. I've, I've never seen, seen Pete Dunn. Yeah, I've not seen a shit Pete Dunn match. No, even, even matches where he's been almost sidelined. But I think that the worst match I've actually seen him in was War Games. Even that was phenomenal. And that was great. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know what I mean? It, it for for what War Games is, it was great. Mm. I, I've never seen him do anything wrong. I've never seen him. I can't think I've ever seen him make a mistake. The you know the matches with Tyler Bate were. I mean the the one at um, Takeover was unbelievable. The first, you know the second one. Well, it won match of the year, didn't it? Phenomenal, yeah. yeah. He's you know he is. He is the guy. He is the man. He is the. You know, I, I don't. He's obviously. You can't say that he's the top of the sport because he's not on the main roster. But he's he's easily best in the UK, all yeah, round by a country mile. Yeah. Tyler Bates, good. You know, don't get me wrong. He is. He's really athletic. He's got great charisma. Blah blah blah. But he then he's stands a big strong boy. He is a big strong boy. <laughs> but yeah. He then you 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 put them next to each other and the presence of Pete Dunn is undeniable. Yeah, he just oozes stardom, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean he's got it he's got it all. He's got his you know, did you see, he's got the press conferences you know, Gallo, you know did you see the press conference? I've not seen the press it conference. Did. You know when they do the, well you know when they do the contract signings for yeah, the match? Yeah. That was last week. And yeah. did you, and Joe Coffey is just rabbit into him and rabbit into him. Like, and all of a sudden, Pete Dunne just grabs his hand, snaps his fingers as he signs it. He slams the pen down. He grabs his fingers, snaps his fingers, and he literally just picks the mic up and goes, you talk too much. And that was it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so it's Little like... Mask there. You talk too much. Exactly. <laughs> Just kicking fuck out of him. Yeah. But to be, to, be, to be fair, Pete Dunne ended up going through the table, but 
at that moment, it's like, wow. He just comes across as a badass. He didn't even have to say anything. Yeah. It's, it's, he just says, yeah. That's perfectly you know, done. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I've not seen anything of anyone in Gallus to make me think that they are anywhere close to his level. It's just three big lads, but at the same time, it works because it's just three big lads. So that's all they are. Yeah. It's three big lads who I don't think are very good in the ring. Joe Coffey can throw. Joe Coffey can throw a promo. He can. He can do a promo. Wolfgang, I've never been a fan of, and I've not seen enough of Joe Coffey, to, um, Mark, Mark, Mark Coffey, to make uh, form an opinion. The thing is, but, in the episodes I've seen, all they've done is gone. Oh, Wolfgang, he's two hundred and fifty pounds. You don't want to. You don't want to be like you know deal with his swan ton. It's like, right, okay. And it's like, oh, Mark and Joe Coffey, they, you know, they used to be rugby players. I was like, I can tell because they look thick. But at the same time, that gimmick's been used before with Cesaro, which has all of a sudden been forgotten about. Well, exactly. It's. Uh, but if you look at Cesaro, Cesaro's look is very, very different to these three lads. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah. He has, again, uh, though he's always going to be a tag team wrestler. Let's, you know, let's not pretend we've got any high hopes. I don't see, I don't see anything about any of these three dudes that's like, yeah, top star. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune into NXT UK to see this guy defend style. Yeah, I mean. I could imagine someone like I mean I mean I could imagine the group Gallus maybe eventually getting Paul called up, yeah, but for the yeah. only reason to fill out the numbers and be like a supplementary tag team. To be to be sanity. Yeah, there you go. Perfect example. Sanity were spectacular to a point in NXT. They lost a little bit too much for my liking, but you know they still they always seemed threatening. They always seemed, you know, like they, would, they you know they would do something interesting. But then they've gone to SmackDown, and I've not heard a peep. No, I agree. Yeah, it's a bit they're, they're a waste there. But it'd be the same if they called Gallus up, and I won't mind. But you're asking Americans to understand what Gallus means. Mm. For one. And that's no that's no disrespect to Americans, but it's not a widely used word. Do you know what I mean? No, no it's scaling for something. I can't remember yeah. myself. But yeah, I it's. Did, uh, I did hear it tonight, and I can't think what it meant. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's for the main event. It's going to be an absolute barnstorm, or it's going to be about half an hour. Oh, here we go. Bold, oh. cheeky, or flashy? I've got. I've got Scott Scott Bald or daring daring reckless, um, stylish, impressive. That's not any of them. No. In in late Middle English, it meant fit to be hanged. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Of course, it means oh, um, gallant. That's, that's what I've just read anyway. <laughs> they use it as a it's a, it's a Scottish definition, isn't it? Yeah. So it's um I've got here according to Urban Dictionary, it says affected swagger, braggish attitude and misbehaviour. They are none oh. of those things. 
No. <laughs> no. I agree. None of them things. So on that note, yeah, Pete Dunne's winning. Yeah, definitely. Pete Dunne's winning. He's 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 keeping all the he's keeping all of that belt. And the next time we'll see him. Well, I think Pete Dunne's also winning because we're gonna they want we're gonna start to send the crowd over happy, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm 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 calling that. So yeah, Pete Dunn all the way. Can't see yeah, any other. Th- I can't see any result. I can't see any other result. Yeah, there is no there is no other option unless you know, like you say, unless he's going to be number thirty in the rumble and beat Brock Lesnar. There is there is no other option. Because you know, he's got an interview to say that's what he wants to do is to beat Brock Lesnar, isn't it? So. Yeah, it was that was really good. It was a really good promo, actually. Yeah, mm. I fight anyone. I fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's his character, though, isn't it? He don't I, give I, no yeah. fucks. I completely believe you, and I completely believe that you can win. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine Brock Lesnar selling the finger crack, though. <laughs> <laughs> Going bright red. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get you'll get, get gas just from doing that. Just the thought of it. <laughs> Look out, it's Tomato Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how hyped are we for Saturday? Very much so. Very much. No, so. I'm more looking forward to the uh, currently looking forward to the uh, the, the pre-show meetup we're doing. Yeah. Right here in Blackpool, England. Wait, that's the third time. <laughs> At the 1887 Brew Room. That's on the Church one. Street. Two minutes up on the venue. Up the hill. On your really, right. really nice craft beer. Named yeah. after wrestlers. For one day only. <laughs> well, it, it might be Come and get your Roman well. Reigns dogs. It might be the uh, Sunday as well, yeah. Yeah, go have a Roman Reigns big dog. Oh, one of Drake Maverick's spuds. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Have they got all the graphics ready for it? Uh, I'm hoping so. <laughs> I've emailed them over to them on like Sunday, and I've not had them back yet. So, but here's open. It'll be good for them if we go in and it's all. They've already done it. Oh, I'm hoping so. Well, I'm I'm getting down for just before it starts to yeah, um, set up. Mm, so expect me for expect so. me around about four o'clock. I reckon at the, at the latest. It's alright, they got me in Bunkle from two. So. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> you say, that's a that's that's a starter in the main course. I'm just the indigestion. <laughs> so yeah, come down, chat to us about wrestling, talk to us about the event, give us your predictions if you want, have a beer with us. Buy us beer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. have a half. Save your money. It's uh, T. Murray and Lucas Aid Bunker. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a Palmer Violet milkshake for uh, Coxie. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> if you buy him a drink, he will have to drink it. So just bear that in mind. Oh, Palmer Violet. Bunkle. <laughs> and if he doesn't, I'll beat him down and hold his mouth open while we force to eat him. <laughs> you won't. You're such a happy soul. 
You, you forget just, who pays you. Nobody pays me. Here's a question for you, though. Have they cleaned up the foot salt after, since the last time we was in there? The foot powder, yeah. The foot powder, yeah. Yeah, they, they, clean, they clean that up, uh, thankfully. Yeah. So, um, I was certain to buy, buy Christ some more, but then I figured I'd play best not doing because they'll do the same thing again. <laughs> just don't get anything sort of that Christ can spill next time. Yeah. Definitely. That might, might, might help. <laughs> so, yeah. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Should be a good one. If you're not there, get it watched on the network and yeah, get it done. Yeah. Right back. Let us know Pretty your much. thoughts. Let us know your predictions. Yep. Yes. Or tell us on you, Saturday if you're there. You can challenge yeah, tell us. Yeah, in person. Yeah, tell us in person. Bragging rights. Absolutely. <laughs> in some cases, tell us and we'll tell you why you're wrong. Yep. <laughs> Crap to do so. Oh dear. So yeah, um, before we wrap up, uh, there's something else we need to cover, gents. Okay. Well, who's, on, who's, just, who's just buzzed? With me. Hello. Did you just buzz? Is it the wife? No. That's all right then. <laughs> um, a certain little company starting up, apparently this year, called uh, AEW. Hmm. Yeah. And I... uh, as uh, as I say, on you go. Well, it's backed by a certain um, I can't I forget his name, um, but he's a rather wealthy man. And it's Tony Khan's son. There you go. But he's the owner of the Jackson Jackson Jaguars. Jacksonville. He owns the Jacksonville Jaguars in and the Fulham NFL, Fulham. and he owns Fulham Football Club over here. And he recently tried to buy Wembley for 900 million, I think it was. Yeah, and they turned him down. Jesus. And they, yeah, they turned him down in the end, um, but which I thought was stupid. Um, because he was, was, was going to allow England to play there. Well, it's not only that he was going to allow England to play there, but it was basically a lease. So he was offering you 960 million, with the option you can buy it back. For less than for like less than two hundred million. So at any point, if they were unhappy with what he was doing or anything like that, they could literally just say, "No, we're activating our buyback clause and buyback for one hundred fifty million." Now, if you've got nine hundred million to throw around and then not really care if you lose nearly seven hundred million of it, you you you've got you've got a lot of you know buying power. You've got a lot of money to play with here. You know what I mean? But is it going to be it's it's whether he's willing to put all that money into a wrestling company from scratch, though. I mean, he, he, I know he's got a lot of, I would like to say big names, <laughs> but if you've got, for example, back with me back in 2010, I was casual as casual can be. And the wrestling that I knew was WWE. I didn't even know about TNA. I didn't. No idea about ROH or anything like that. No idea about New Japan. So it's really, you're talking, this AEW is tapping into your hardcore wrestling fan, which is a niche market as it is. Now, his money is based in sports that have a big following. For example, American football 
and soccer or football in this country both really big markets whereas wrestling's a fraction of that now it's whether he's willing to you know put a proportionate amount of money money in to make it a success to a even tna's level is it i'm doubtful of that i'm really doubtful of that um i think the difficult thing about it is it's not it's his son's project Mm. he's kind he's he's just backing his son to do something now his his sons have been involved quite a lot in the running of the jacksonville jaguars i believe at least one of them holds quite a high post uh, you know within within the organization um but the the thing with the nfl is you can't start you can't really lose money because all the money that comes in goes into a pot and gets split equally. Mm-hmm. So there is no losing money. They have a cap as well. So again, if you if one season you don't spend all your cap, you have you have that money. You know, so it's that's that's how they can afford to build like you know two billion dollar stadiums and stuff like that. Just even like the poorer franchises. Mm. What are classed as poorer franchises because the person who owns them doesn't have as much wealth as the others. Do you know what I mean? But you know, one guy's got two billion, the other guy's got thirty. It's it don't really matter, does it? Mm. And I can't see him backing it to the point where, like, he's backing Fulham Football Club or like he's backing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think that they are at any point going to be interested in taking on the WWE, even though they would have the finances to do so. I just don't, I don't think it's possible to take down a monster that's already that big. What you also got to realize as well is the McMahons are a wrestling family and they have been for generations. This is a guy that's doing this on a passing whim. And if he gets bored, he can pull the plug and tell everyone to go home. The McMahons aren't going to do that because that's their life. Yeah, that's what they—that's all they've ever known. So they're not just going to go and pull the plug and right, everyone fuck off now. Well, they're not going to do that. I mean, there's, there's another there's another way to look at it as well. You know, the, the, you know the McMahons are never going to do that, but the McMahons are actively involved day to day running that company. Yeah, they are the they are the producers. They are the final line. Your final line is Billy Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Gunn's yeah. your producer. Yeah, the, the, the top guys in it are what are these? The, the um, Massey Brothers and and um, Cody Rhodes. Well, that's I'll, just, I'll give you a rundown here. So they're not, um, even, they're, not, they're not in control of the purse strings, are they? Whereas <clears> they obviously are. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a rundown of the, uh, the hierarchy. So we've got uh, it's been bankrolled by Tony Khan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also he's serving as president. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, will be executive vice, but vice presidents. Billy Gunn is a backstage producer, but so I'm guessing there'll be more. Uh, Brandy mm-hmm. Rhodes is chief brand officer. Oh, I've got to give her a job somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> that's everything currently. So there you that, go. That, I mean, that tells you enough, doesn't it? Yeah, and you got Chief you got all... Rand officer is ah oh, guy's wife who's involved. Yeah. 
Yeah. Other than being married to him, she and, and before being married to him, what's she done? Wasn't she like a backstage interviewer for WWE or something? But that's that's what I mean. Even even if she was, I can't I can't confirm or deny that because I have no idea. I'm just something's telling me that anyway. I could be wrong. She was. Yeah, but um, the main thing that concerns me about this is everyone's jumping on the band the bandwagon. Everyone's already you know put you know jumping the gun. You know, it's like this is going to be a massive success. It's going to rival WWE. It's going to put WWE out of business. Well, hang on a minute. They haven't got a roster yet. The people the chase are still under contract and there's offers on the table to go elsewhere. How do you know those offers aren't better? Despite people saying, oh, this felt, this offer's worth it, X amount, this, that, and the other. You don't know that. It's speculation. Exactly. It's, it, you know, it's, they've not even had a show yet, not had a match yet. And people are like, this is going to be a WWE killer. No. No, it's not. They've got two shows planned. I won't go as far as saying it's going to be a killer. If you you listen to some of these these smarts on the internet, they're they're insisting that it's going to be a killer. Yeah. If you read some of the posts and listen to some of the podcasts out there and whatnot, they're saying, you know, this is it. You know, everybody's going to leave WWE and this, that, and the other because they're going to get, you know, they're going to have medical insurance and this, that, and the other. Right? Medical insurance hasn't been confirmed yet. The reason the WWE doesn't do it is because it costs a lot of money. It probably costs that. more to have them insured not... than anything than mm. it does paying for the, you know, the, the surgeries. It's not that, though. Think of it this way as an example. Um, the company Lidl for example, in this country, they pay yeah. a higher wage than you would in another shop. But the reason for that is, you think you have to pay your own income tax. Yeah, you have to work. You have to work it out and pay it. Yeah. So therefore, you end up working out the same amount. But on paper, it looks better because they're earning more per hour. Yeah. It's possibly the same because WWE do pay their people a decent amount of money. People in NXT are on what 40k a year, for example bare minimum you're telling me that they can't say right well normally someone in your situation in developmental would put normally get i don't know thirty five thousand dollars a year use the extra five about five thousand dollars to get yourself some medical insurance yeah. that's potentially what wwe are doing is saying look you get your own medical <laughs> insurance if you want to save some money and get a, a not a, a, a life, a health insurance that doesn't cover as much, that's on your own back, but it's nothing to do with us. And that's WWE who's washing their hands of it and saying, look, we give them extra money to do what they want. It's in their hands at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's like, do you look at the reported offerings for Kenny Omega? That's that's the ne- that's the latest big name, isn't it? You know, Kenny Omega, yeah. He is, don't get me wrong. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And anybody who is a re- who is a I don't know what to call them a diehard wrestling fan, but anybody who watches multiple wrestling shows, Dedic- dedicated, dedicated, yeah, yeah, knows who he is. Anybody who watches WWE and only WWE has no idea who that guy is. Mm-hmm. There is, I believe, a wider market of people who only watch WWE programming than there is that watches everything else. Agreed. So, 
the reports of the oh, WWE have offered the max amount of millions and creative control and blah blah blah. It'll all be smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that he's got a lot of money, but he doesn't have the American following that AJ Styles had from his work in America before his work in New Japan. He doesn't have the following in Europe that Finn Balor had before or during his work in New Japan. He has a great following in Japan, yes, but so do a lot of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you look at how their careers have gone. Shinsuke Nakamura was the biggest thing in Japan for years. And you look at his career now. Yeah. He still got brought over to NXT and had to work his way up. Yeah. Kenny Omega is going to turn down this deal, apparently, and go to AEW because they're offering him more money. He doesn't draw in America to be worth that money. Especially if you're only doing one or two shows. Like, even if they were doing, like they said, that it's going to be a reduced schedule for all the workers who you know work for WWE and whatnot. <coughs> a reduced schedule could mean anything. Just for clarification there, it says... Uh... On your on this thing, it says to, Tony Khan's quoted as saying, "AEW talent will have favourable schedules. I don't want to run down guys with too many dates or too much time on the road." So it basically means they're going to be running about twelve shows a year. Yeah, yeah, they're going to keep it local. Then maybe go right. We'll do a a, a western tour. Well, okay, so, we'll do a, we'll do an eastern tour or something like that, and then we'll do right. We're doing home shows. So we're doing NXT, so we're doing NXT, but paying them millions of dollars. Apparently, yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Is it me, or does it sound like everyone's just a circle jerking around waiting Cody Christ here? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's a massive. It's an it's an indie mark circle jerk. That's all yeah. it is. You and it's all going to end up going to be. It's going to amount to nothing. You try and you if they take on the WWE, I'm sorry. They're going to just go, right, we'll tell you what, you see what your offer is, we'll fucking double it. And they can no. afford to do that. The, the only get... way I can see any sort of competition happening would be if they got, like, WWE moves to Fox from the USA they're on now, or NBC? Yeah, USA. So they're in USA, so, yeah, they leave USA, and then all of a sudden, like, USA's like, oh, we need a wrestling programme. We don't want TNA, though, they're... they're there has been what is AEW, but I wouldn't take one straight away. It's gonna be like five years down the line. Like, yeah. Right, the we'll have a look that, in the, now. You can say the problem with that is is you're gonna have that to get you're gonna have to try and make the mainstream. And the unfortunately, the mainstream only know of WWE. You know. This is the problem I was, I was saying to you on the group chat the other day um, with Billy Corgan taking over NWA. Yeah. And he, he had this idea for his his TV show, how he wants wrestling to, to be and look and all that sort of thing. And how it, the, the idea he had for the TV show. And he, he's pitched it to TV execs and stuff, and they've gone, well, that, that's not wrestling, though. So, well, yeah. it is. It's it's wrestling as it should be or how it's going to be in the future or how my company's going to be. Yeah, but we want, like, WWE style. And yeah. it was like, no... And then they go, oh, yeah, well, we're not interested then in that case. Like, so, yeah, when you say that, it's, it's a very niche market then, isn't it? It's like trying to sell old school world of sport over there. Yeah. 
Well, it, it's, it's it, I mean, what's that company that I was, um, I was listening to a podcast about, I think it, is it PWG or something like that? Yeah, probably Pedro, yeah. And they do they do one mess they do one show a year with, uh, with limited tickets that are, I can't remember if they're free or something daft. And they do one show a year and it's you know, the supposed to be some of the best matches you'll ever see and this, that and the other and you know, the young books have been on it and this, that and the other. But it's a yeah, very it's niche thing. Indie. Yeah, it's a who's it, who of indie talent, isn't it? Yeah, it works for that one show a year. And bear in mind, it's basically free, from my understanding. You know, I mean, you're trying to build a market on this. A prime example is, look at NXT. They showed an episode of NXT, I think it was after a um, an episode of Raw one week on, I can't remember if it was Fox or USA. Mm. So, low viewership for Raw, is it? Two million, one point eight million. Go, like go, go two billion, yeah. Yeah, go two million. The episode of NXT did eight hundred and sixty thousand, if my memory is correct. And that's on on-demand service, so that's actually so, not bad. But that, yeah, but that's what I mean. No, 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 not on. Not they played it on the on national television after an episode of Raw. Oh, okay. So to to try and see if they could basically work NXT onto a TV network. But you think about how crap Raw is compared to how good NXT is, what you lose a million viewers. And that's because people don't watch anything outside of the main WWE product. There is a massive amount of people that only know this product and only watch this product. They don't watch anything else. So you can sit there and say, oh, well, I've got Cody Rhodes. You mean the guy who was stardust on SmackDown in 2006? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you you know, they've got the Young Bucks. Who are they? Because they've never seen TNA. They've never seen New Japan. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, that's where your issue is. You know, for some for somebody like me who I consider myself to be a casual fan, but I know what I want to see. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown because I don't want to see that and I don't like it. I do watch NXT and I watch NXT UK because they have the matches and the storylines that I want to see. So this show would interest me, but it's not going to interest those people who watch the main WWE product. Yeah. To which point, I don't think it's going to make enough money to sustain the contracts that they wanted to sign. No, but that's why they've said they are hopeful of signing the talent to full-time contracts. Which, if they do that, though, it'll be a money black hole. It will be. It's another WCW. Or even TNA. TNA, you know, Panda Energy flushed millions of dollars down the toilet trying to get that thing started. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be. I think it's just going to be another wrestling money black hole, and I'm hope I'm wrong, because rest because the main <coughs> the the mainstream wrestling needs needs competition of some description to raise its game. It really does, and I just can't see it happening with this because it's a guy that's never done wrestling before funding it, and if he doesn't get instant results, I can see him pulling the plug straight away. Because they're, they're not going to stand by and just lose money. 
No. I think it's going to be one of them. It's it's no doubt that they'll we'll have a plan going into it. But like, right, here's our five year plan and all this sort of thing. Like, the rumours I've heard like Jericho signed a, a three year deal. Um, Cody's like saying I've looked looked at my contract. It's like there's more years on this than the WWE contract because he's like I'm in this for good or whatever. Um, well, Kurt, for his uh, sake, don't go tits up then. <laughs> Ken, Kenny Omega's deal WWE pitched him from what I heard was akin to was it four million a year mm. or something like that. Um. Plus his own like dedicated gaming YouTube sh- channel or show or something. Um, Apparently a guaranteed WWE title run as well. Guaranteed run, yeah. Some other set, somewhere else. Merchandising, somewhere else. Um, it was essentially like they offered and any, everything he could want to bring him in, and even ice cream bars. <laughs> Just, just a fucking to punk. <laughs> we'll do you a Kenny Omega ice cream bar. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it'd be daft to turn it down, but at the same time, it's like Pack, 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 Neville, whatever you want to call him. He left because he wasn't happy. And as people said, he's one of those guys that he's not in it for the money. He he genuinely loves to, loves wrestling. There he is signing a massive contract. So yeah, it's if Omega goes if Omega goes with AEW, he'd be smart too, I think. But at yeah, the same it's time, it's like he's he's their big star at the end of the day. Like, but if, um, he's, if he's a if he's a guy that doesn't do it for money. Do you not see AEW being a sideways step? Because, yeah. you know, if he wants to make a legacy for himself and he wants to make a big name for himself, you know, for the future, you know, I mean, who's going to know who he is casually? You know, if he if he comes back to America and, and he wants to make like a name of a living off his name. You can't do that right now because not enough people know who he is. If you went to WWE, he could build sort of like a legacy, you know, so he could make a name for himself. It it is that thing, though. They offered him a three or four year deal, didn't they? Mm -hmm. So it's like three and a half to four million a year for like three or four years. And he's 35 now. So he's in the peak of his career, which makes sense. If I was him, I would go for that tenure, make my yeah. money, and if you want to go and be go and go work for Cody Christ, wait that way you can know you've got guaranteed income in WWE. And if you see AEW taking off, you can badger um, back Cody Christ to let you in. At the end of and the day, you know for a fact he will. He will let you in. Yeah. This is. This is the thing. You look at like you look at guys like Finn Balor, like AJ Styles. <clears throat> you know, they've AJ Styles is a bit different, but I suppose he's in exactly the same position that Kenny Omega now finds himself in. And he could have stayed in New Japan 
and stayed having, you know, these fantastic matches over there and this, that and the other. Or he can come to WWE and earn two, maybe three times what he was earning over there. Yeah. And you've got to look at it this way. You have a limited shelf life. Then your next match might be your last. This is it. And do you not think... Um, Kenny Omega must realise this. Yeah. you got to realise as well, the way you're talking to someone like AJ Styles, the way he's been booked and the way he's been portrayed and the way he's wrestled and, you know, his overall performance, as much as I didn't like AJ Styles because of what happened. Yeah. I acknowledge that he is a fucking supreme wrestler and he's fantastic on the mic and... There's not one chink in his arm when it comes to wrestling. And do you not think in the short time that he's been in WWE, I mean relatively, he's done everything a lot of Hall of Famers have done. In fact, he's done more than some Hall of Famers have done. Definitely. He's built himself in that amount of time, because you know, towards the tail end of his career, potentially and arguably a Hall of Fame career in a very, very short period of time. And, you know, well, the, no the reason thing, why Kenny Omega couldn't do that. The other thing for Omega though, going to, if he goes for All Elite, is I can see them, they'd use him as leverage to try and get a working deal with New Japan. Oh, yeah, because they'll dangle him like a bit of bait on a hook and say, look, well, we've got him, you want to use him, work with us. Well, because, spoiler alert, he lost at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. He lost the belt at Wrestle Kingdom to Tanahashi, was it? No, no, I didn't. Not in Wrestle Kingdom. I've not watched that match yet, but I've heard the results. Um, and he did like his thing after like the press conference after one of He's like, I'm taking a hiatus from New Japan. Mm. So it's um, not. It's, it's goodbye for now. Pretty much. Like, I think his contract's up at the end of this month. Mm. Um, I think on the thirty first. And. All I'm going to say is... Yeah, it was Tanahashi. Yeah, all I'm going to say is if these signs for WWE, um, I can see WWE paying off the last few days in his contract and being a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble if he signs for WWE. Mm. I wouldn't be And then he could be the next guy after AJ Styles that did Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania in the same year. Yeah. So he puts them on a parallel then, doesn't it? And then you could have a feud between AJ Styles and Kenny Omega on SmackDown, and that would be that would be off the fucking charts, and you know it would be. The thought of that makes people makes me in the in a rest you know the inner indie wrestling fan in me salivate. <laughs> no, his bunkle's gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. I'm just listening. Mm. Bunkle's are stroking his fires in anticipation. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> you know, thinking yourself, he's like a you bitch. <laughs> you could imagine that going into WrestleMania, couldn't you? AJ Styles, Kenny Omega. It'd be amazing. It would be absolutely... For WrestleMania 35, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Nick, I think it would take a year of build where they start as allies to begin with and then it, tension grows. Whereas, because AJ Styles has had the strap, he hasn't, and then, obviously, if you put the strap back on AJ Styles, 
and then you could have Omega win it at WrestleMania. Mm. That would blow the fucking roof off, in my opinion. Yeah, everyone, see, ev- everyone, everyone would bust out the Bullet Club T-shirts. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he wins it that way, you know, it's it's one of them. I, I think long builds always tend to pay off. You know, especially if you do them right. If you if you do the long build and then they'll just lose in the end, it's like, well, that's that, that was a waste of time. Yeah. But you know, if you do it right, they're they're always going to pay off. And you know, somebody like Kenny Omega. I mean, I I read somewhere that they were going to give him creative control. Mm. I don't. Yeah. Think, I, I think he's smart enough to understand in that. I heard that, but then I heard that was re- re- retracted. Basically, somewhat some. Dirt sheet had thrown that on. Right, right. To oh, make look, it seem there like you it was leverage. I could believe I could believe that he would have had some sort of Say. creative control. Like certain direction, whether he wanted to be a heel or whether he wanted to be a face and work that way. Um as for having like belts and stuff like that, there's no way they'd put that in a in a contract, no way. But maybe storyline sort of it to a some respect. I can see that being put in contract where he does have a have a say, but not the final say. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we can have like, obviously the head writer would get the main final say, but he can have a heavy sort of input into his story and try and you know have some weight behind yeah. his eye to get some his ideas across, maybe. Yeah. I could even see it being where he has a clause in his contract where if he's unhappy he can leave. And then yeah. from and and it's basically look, this is where I'm at. I'm not happy. Notice like an I'll, I'll work last things. four dates or whatever and then I'm out of here. And yeah, I can so like, I can see them giving him I could see them actually giving him something like that. Mm. Just because of you know, because of who he is. And you know, he is the next big thing really to come over from Japan. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, I, in closing on that, because I need to go, I need to, I need to go bye bye and go to sleep. Mm. Um, on closing on that, um, in my opinion, I think you'd be stupid not to come to WWE to build a lasting legacy that he can, after he's finished his days wrestling. He could potentially give himself a Hall of Fame career, get a, what, a Legends contract, live off that for the rest of his life, live on appearances where the mainstream fam, wrestling fans will know who he is. Because if he ends up going to AEW and it flops, because let's be honest, it's a new company, it's a risk. And if yeah. he ties himself into a contract, he's fucked. He's not going to be able to get the chance to do that if he's at age 35 now. So, for me, the safe bet, and I think he should be playing it safe if he wants to make a name for himself and be and actually, actually be someone in mainstream wrestling, is sign with the WWE, whether people like it or not, and just enjoy the fucking roller coaster because he might not be there for that long. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. So, that's my thoughts on it. Sign with WWE. And see what happens. You never know; it could be the greatest thing ever. It might not. We won't know unless we unless, he's, unless we do unless he does it. 
part of me thinks that um, he's going to go, am I going to go the route of Sting, I reckon? Mm. Like, it's just, he's going to hold off and hold off and hold off signing. Um, yeah, but Sting fucked himself over there, in my opinion. Cost himself a lot of money. Yeah. To be ended up there and ended up being there anyway. And yeah. the only reason he ended up there and being there was because TNA was such a fucking mess. <laughs> Let's not pretend he wanted to be there. He was there because he wanted to make some last bits of money before he retired. And it was the only, and he couldn't do that in TNA because it was a fucking mess. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, don't remind about Joker Sting, for God's sake. Exactly. <laughs> that probably, that, let's be honest, he probably, he probably or, uh, signed just before that. I couldn't get out before then. Or Abyss in the ring. Yeah. I feel it, Hulk. I feel the power. Yeah, he all, all of a sudden turned into Percy Pringle, but oh well. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time for wrestling. Um, I'm hopeful for AEW. I think it's going to be one of them, but it's going to be, it's going to be, I hope it's successful for all involved. Oh yeah. Um, yeah but it's going to be, it's if anything, it's going to be have to be a very slow burn, a very slow process. Definitely. Yeah, people, people get bored of it quick. End of the day, if it ends up being like a massive thing overnight. You're not going to get that following. You're just going to have a massive, like, sort of influx of people, and then people. I think people just end up dropping off because of the hype. And we all know what happens to hype. It fades. Yeah, it does. It'll end up falling away like TNA did, because WWE already has the history, already has their foothold, and it's a safe bet. That's how much of a stranglehold WWE has. The fact that any other company can't even get a permanent TV deal. Look at TNA bouncing around TV channels past, what, five years? Yeah, but they, they kind of did that themselves, though, by the fact they've had shoddy booking and God knows what else for the past oh, many years. Mm-hmm. Right. So has WWE at times, that they've still managed to appear on major TV channels, whereas TNA haven't. on the fucking, was it, the Pursuit channel now? In America, you know what, what I mean? mean like, though, um, is that? Exactly. You look at the though, and there's sort of there's consistency, and they'll sort of they've had these they've got these deals in place where they've got the major networks and the advertisers and all that sort of thing. And you've got TNA, where yeah, we'll have our championship like off his tits on whatever substance. I haven't get beat in minutes mm-hmm. and show it all on TV. Us like breaking kayfabe to go. Yeah, just finish him quick, beat him. Yep. And all that sort of thing of like, then Sting pins Jeff. It was like, Jeff's going, what the fuck was that? And then some guy shouts, that was bullshit. So Sting replies, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, on one of your pay per views. And then. It says it all. They're wondering why that, the, the losing, they can't get a TV deal apart from like Pop, whatever it yeah. was. It and was Pop. Like, at the end of the day, like, uh, you got Monday Night Raw, and they tried Monday Night TNA, which, of course... 
died in some way. He died in his arse. It's like, right, we'll do Tuesday. Well, no, Smackdown's on Tuesdays. Right, we'll move it to Thursday. Oh, no, well, you... Thursday night Smackdown now, mate. Oh, well, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll try Friday. Oh, no, look, Smackdown's moving out. It's now Smackdown on a Friday. Uh, we'll go on pop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so there's only so many times you can flog a dead horse, I think is the uh, term. Yeah. Right. Like, bloody. Dixie Carter, like, didn't do much to help at the end of the day, let's, let's face it. No, and Jarrett and Russo and everyone else. There's multiple factors, and then. But that's the problem, isn't it? You. There's too many. You know, at the end of the day, she didn't know what she was doing, so she got as many people in who she thought knew what they were doing to come and do it. And so they just used to. They just argue with each other, and then you end up putting out shit. Mm-hmm. I well, don't I mean, think like, AEW will go that way. Yeah, I've got to say, I can't see AEW going. Um, right, yeah, we need someone to just have some booking. Uh, bring in Russo. The problem with that is, as well, you got to realise is what you got. You're bringing a lot of people who've got egos, and at the minute, up until AEW got started, they're working together for a common, you know, sort of like working together. But then until all of a sudden, if say for example they're getting creative differences, this is when you're going to get friction. So it's especially if they're booking for other people, which they will be doing. Mm. So it's. It's another factor that people seem to like. Obviously, everyone's you know jumping on their dicks, thinking, right, oh my god, the young bucks and Cody Rhodes are going to be creating this, that, and the other. But who's to say they're not going to have creative differences and it's going to cause friction and it, it could go tits up like TNA. You never know. It's, it could, you could throw all the money in the world, but if you book it wrong, it's going to be shite. Yeah, completely agree. So. It's, all I'm going to say is wait and see. Um, see who else they bring in. Um, it's the fact that they've got, they've got, you know, fucking, what, Frankie Kazarian and um, what's his name? Daniels. Yeah, Christopher Daniels, Daniels. Yeah. On the On the actual, you know, roster, should tell you. They see, uh, I, I can't see it doing anything. I genuinely can't. I want to be wrong, but I can't see it happening. That's that's the end of it for me. I just I say I want I want it to I want it to succeed, but I can't see it happening. Yeah, too many hurdles. It'll hemorrhage money to the point where the um, the financial backer will just go, nah, fuck this shit. How do you think people got rich in the first place? Yeah, (laughs) it's me, Austin. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's me, Cody. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. What do you guys think that is that's going to happen with AEW? Do you think it's going to compete with WWE? Do you think it's going to put them no. out of business, or do you think no. it's going to completely no. fucking pop? Um, else now. I don't. Right. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what. You know, you guys think as well out there, you know, because we're all pretty unanimous in how this is going to go. It'd be quite interesting to see, you know, if people can sway our opinions. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the uh, re-debut of Stardust on SmackDown. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the one that they use it as a throwaway character like they did with um, Sin Cara. 
Oh yeah, Stardust. Oh, it'll be Poochie, won't it? Stardust will be Poochie. <laughs> I have to go now. My planet needs me. They'll just like they'll put they'll put pick some ra- random like person. Oh, that'll be suicide. But yeah, you're you're Stardust tonight. And Velvet and Dreams going by me. <laughs> like, hold on, I'm black. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh dear. So yeah, um, anything else to add, boys? No, I think I'm done. Yeah. Just looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, so once again, you can uh, join us Saturday at the uh, 1887 The Brew Room on Church Street in Blackpool, England. Right here in Blackpool, England. Wait, that's number four. (laughs) Uh, From two o'clock onwards, we're playing some wrestling themes. Uh, We've got wrestling themed beers on, wrestling themed food milkshakes it's child friendly it's free entry yeah and come if it on goes down well. there will be and hopefully live shows but we'll talk about that um yes. we'll be the three guys in leow shirts grab a selfie with us whatever um and then head down to the show with us and uh yeah just come and chat wrestling have a good time sounds good to me sounds good to me sweet all right so um bunkle give yourself some plugs yeah, if you enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my voice, you can listen to me on the Gunpowder Treason No Plot podcast, where I play the Dragonborn Paladin Rogar. And you can find them on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Treason No. Awesome. And all, for the record, Bunkle isn't on the, the, the Gunpowder Treason No Pot podcast either. No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We smoked it all. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you saw some plugs. Yes, you can find me at UKRAD Podcast on Twitter. You can also find the podcast on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever else you can find a really good podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Um, you can also follow me. As Steve, Steve the Betrayer, where you can find me on Twitter at SteveGTMP. Oh, yes, it is SteveGTMP, I believe. It is. I can't remember. Yeah, SteveGTMP, where you can read about me wanting to rip Tommy's throat out. (laughs) Because he shot me, the bastard. I'm, I'm envisioning a Coliseum at some point. One, two, and enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Are you the people's front of Judea? Fuck off. <laughs> well, I said, are you the Judean people's front? Fuck off. Are the people's front of Judea? <laughs> Just hear Rogar in the background. That's my fucking glaive. <laughs> That's my ball. It eats people. Nobody will ever take that from me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve. Welcome to Jackass. (laughs) To be fair, one thing I did find today, I found a guy doing Baby Got Back on the banjo. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So Bunker gets home. So what did you do at work today, James? Well, I watched a guy on YouTube play a a song on the banjo. (laughs) What what song was that? It was Baby Got Back. Your point yeah, I, being, sir. I can just imagine you telling you, sir. Or a broom. 
I could just imagine Cookson listening to this, and then you're going to get a message on WhatsApp. And he's, going tell, he's going to he's going to tell you <coughs> your skills. Baby got back. Does it have advantage? I'm saving it. I'm going to break it out. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So yeah, um, that has been the last start of wrestling, and I've been your host, Coxie. I've been Billy the Boy Bunkle, who's not called Billy. I've been TFG. With the thumbs. Yes, the thumbs. The thumb guy. Can't spell thumb like that. I meant like the thumbs like the RBD. I'm like TFG. Oh, right. oh yeah. I'm, I'm too tired to get references right now. And this is the show where I ask, who better than Canyon? <laughs> Everyone delights to spend their summer holiday Down beside the side of the silvery sea I'm no exception to the rule, in fact, divide my way I'd reside by the side of the silvery sea But when you're just a common or garden smith or jones or brown That business up in town, you've got to settle down You save up all the money you can till summer comes around Then away you go, to a spot you know Where the cockle shells are found, oh, I to be beside the seaside I do like to be beside the sea I do like to stroll along the prom, prom, prom where the brass band plays So just let me be beside the seaside I'll be beside myself with glee For there's lots of girls beside I should like to be beside beside the seaside beside the sea this podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.